Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town, a new era for us, but the same podcast with lots of things to discuss this evening. Uh, a magical Monday night under the lights of the Kenny on the anniversary of our most famous final win and possibly a dress rehearsal for an even bigger final to come. We'll be talking about Middlesbrough, Luton Town. And also, we are in the playoffs. We're in the highest position we've been in for 40 years, I believe. And... Who do we want? We're guaranteed. Who do we want to play in the playoffs? We'll discuss that a lot more. We've got your three rows with you and lots, lots more to talk about tonight. With me tonight are Steve and Butaro. Evening, lads. How are you feeling? Not too bad at all. Thank you. Yes, there you go. <laughs> there you go. The vol- belatedly, the volume is up. But yeah, no, no we're doing well, mate. Um, yeah, looking forward to getting into this one. So last night was uh, an amazing uh, three points for us, I think. You know, controversial in places. Um We've had a lot of vitriol on, on social media. We've had a lot of people saying that the league's rubbish, but are three more points and, you know, possibly we deserve them, I think, at the end of it all. I just it's, it's been a complete massive overreaction, you know, I mean, particularly about the penalty, which we'll come yeah. on to, but um, I, I didn't see that when um, Clark got his foot kicked off against Millwall. I didn't see it when the, the lad at Sunderland dived in the 85th minute. You know, I, I think it's just um, us... Rattling cages, no mm-hmm. one likes us, and yeah, good. Uh, yeah, long, yeah, let it continue as well, because <clears throat> like you say, all these people bitching on social media and whatever else, have they really got a clue what they're talking about? Salty. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just a quick question then, there is a there is a, a comparison from last season with the, with the saltiness, isn't there, when, um, you know, Nottingham Forest thought they had the right to beat everybody, and they didn't like it when we beat mm-hmm. them. Are Middlesbrough fans currently at this time as bad or if worse than they are? Uh, I, I don't know, because I think Forrest successfully sustained their saltiness for yes. you know, a, f- a few weeks. So we'll give the Borough fans the, the benefit of the doubt, especially as they turned up in really good numbers last mm-hmm. night, made for a good atmosphere as well. So I think you've got to say fair play to them, the ones that came down last night. There are, um, there are opportunities for us to push on and, and stake our claim. We didn't make many changes last night, and we were... A, we were, I suppose we, we, if you look at the the Middlesbrough fans saying it's our B team, we were on a, we're hiding to nothing. Nonsense. If if we lost to them, like oh you got beaten by our B team. If they lost to us, oh you could only just beat our B team, and that sort of thing. Is that something that bothers um, you? Well, uh, we've we had Osho out, uh, Burke out, um, Fred on your dimner. These are all key. Squad players. What about Woodrow? Is he out? As well? uh, Woodrow out. Yeah. So, so there's there's four changes. You know, and any four of those in the starting lineup, you wouldn't bat, bat an eyelid. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Maybe Luton's B is better than Middlesbrough's B. Well, yeah, this is the thing. I mean, I don't understand the whole. Oh, you lost. Um, you can okay, only just beat our B team because you look at the players in their squad or in their team, should I say? Cameron Archer, mm. he scored the goal. Starts from every week. Mm. Crooks, one of their most key players. I think. 
for me, it was I think it was Akpom, maybe Hayden Hacking. I didn't really, I, obviously, I recognised on the bench. But apart mm. from that, I looked at the team. I thought it's still a strong Middlesbrough team. Yeah, I can say I think it showed the the quality <laughs> that they've got in depth. That you know, yeah, yeah I mean that you know Akpom is sensational. But you know, he he was replaced with someone with outrageous pace and, and was a real uh, threat. We, you know, we'll, we'll go into the game in greater detail in a minute, but no, the, the, you know, we, we done well. I, I thought Middlesbrough looked decent. But just a good yeah. evening, mate. And the old, the old saying is, you can only beat what's in front of you, so yeah. what's the problem? Yeah. We still got the win, the momentum keeps going, and if they want to sit there and rest a few of their players mm. and then lose momentum, then so be it. Mm. That helps us out massively, I'll take that. Momentum is a, is a key word though, isn't it? And I think Rob Edwards said the same. We want to keep that momentum going and that's why he's kept us together. Do you think that's the right decision, not resting you know, the likes of Morris, the likes of uh, Nagambo and things like that? Well, I mean, well, yeah, of course. I mean, if your players are fit enough to play, I mean... When did we last play? When, last week, Wednesday, wasn't it? So they've had a good, what, five, six days to recover or whatever. No problem there. We're not playing again until uh, uh, Monday, Monday yeah. now, isn't it? Again, yeah. so there's no need to rest players for me. Yeah, I mean, I think I said a couple of weeks ago um, about the balancing act, and it may be the point that some people may need to be rested. I didn't realise that final games, free games, is Monday, Monday, Monday. Yeah. And as Robbie yeah. Edwards said, that does give them enough time to um, sort of rest up, recuperate in between that, as well as keeping up, you know, the, the training that... A um, little bit surprised that Clark didn't start last night. I thought he might have wanted to have got more minutes into him. Um, but, you know, apart from that, I think we don't need to be resting uh, players unless they're carrying a little niggle because Monday, Monday, Monday should be enough time for them to recover. Yeah, of course. Look, I'll just add to that, obviously, like you say, about getting minutes as well into the tank. I think it's not as much of a case of... Um, Resting players is more of a case of, like I say, getting minutes into players' legs and whatever else. I think like, that's going to be vital. If we lose a couple of players and you've got players that are sitting there on the fringe that have not really played a lot of football, that could be an issue maybe. I understand it from both points of view, but I'd say it's more getting minutes into legs. Maybe from, from Borough's point of view, I don't know. But I think some players as well, <laughs> they become rusty and sort of lose that touch quite quickly if they're out for a few weeks. I mean, um, I might be wrong, but I always remember Danny Hilton, when he came back from injury, he would need a few games to get back in the swing <laughs> yes, of it. Yeah. And I, I think that, that, you know, there are players like that, um, you know, which is why I, I was, again, a little bit surprised that Clark wasn't given a start. But again, we don't know the in, in, um, injury situation, so. Well, you know, before we start talking about the game, let's look at your three-word reviews. Um, Reese said, a crucial comeback win. Add Jacqueline Hyde, Richard never gave up. Uh, JP, a proper fighting spirit. Mark, momentum into the playoffs, which we've already said that one. Uh, Alfie, uh, mm-hmm. never a pen. We can talk about that in a bit. Um, JT, the whole league rattled. And I sort of agree with that yeah, one. That's the one we love, isn't it? Um, uh, and George, teams like Luton. Um, take your pick, fellas. What do you think? Well, like we just said, I think whole league rattled. I think we've got to pick up on that. Like we've really mentioned it, obviously, but... Mm. The fact that the league are rattling around about Luton is it's amazing because I tell you what, I think that smells like victory in itself, doesn't it? Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I've sort of I've done a load of ticks, I've done a couple of question marks, but yeah, I've put a, a heart around a whole league rattled. It is great that they're all bitching and moaning. You know, how dare we get a soft pen? Yeah. You know, crappy Luton. No, no, it's terrible, isn't it? Uh, there's one more actually. It says Steve lost my keys. Yes. Are you suggesting that was me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolute nightmare. On the way back to the uh, car, which is parked in an exclusive car park behind Luton Police Station, and I said to my grandson, 
um, got the key. So I had to run back to the ground, see if the ticket office was open, coughed up a lung because I'm so so unfit. And, uh, yeah, I'm still currently hoping that the key will turn up. And, uh, yeah, I had to go and um, knock on the door and get get my car out of the car park this morning. So, yeah, yeah good good evening, good evening. Uh, it was it was a a different evening at the, at the Kenny last night. Let's talk about the game in, in a bit more detail. We had uh, one change from Reading, Adebayo in for Woodrow, and uh, you know we put out a fairly strong side. So you you was expecting us to maybe take the initiative straight away, and I felt that maybe that Middlesbrough were really up for it. And they were really quick. I felt they were quick all the time. I think they were constantly running with the ball at us and constantly, you know, it was hard to defend against them to start with. And we had a cagey start. I mean, I think Adebayo had the first shot and goal. But after that, they had a fair amount of possession, didn't they? Steve, what do you think? Um, I thought they were really good with their passing. Um, movement was good. It was clever. They've got an abundance of pace. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, if that's four or five changes, then they've obviously got a decent squad. Um Maybe if we do face them later on in the season on a big pitch like Wembley, you know, our press might be a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I was thinking exactly the same thing, to be fair. About obviously the press on the bigger pitch. But yeah, like you say, last, excuse me, oh, bloody hell. Right, hay that, fever, you're right there, Dave. Hay <laughs> <laughs> fever, that's what it is. <clears throat> but no, I mean, look, like you say, the passing was great and whatever else, but they didn't really hurt us. I, I Well, I said to you mm. last night, Dave, straight away after the game, I said, um, we had a little conversation, obviously. Luke was there, and he was like, do you know what? Luke said, said, I felt like we got dominated by them, but do you know what? Maybe they had more of the ball, but they did not hurt us. I felt I never felt threatened at any point. Well, no, I mean, um, he didn't have a lot of saves to make, uh, Horvath. Um, again, people have said all season, Luton like to be sort of without the ball, you know, it's, it's the quick turnovers and we mm-hmm. hit them. And, you know, if Middlesbrough wanted to come on to us, fine. But, you know, no, no denying it, they were good. They were good passing, good movement, a lot of pace. But, yeah, may, maybe that played into our hands. There were a couple of chances they had in the first half. Um, um, Izzy Jones, uh, he, I think he had their first chance. Uh, he passed it to uh, Crooks and had a good shot, but I think it was a bit tame. Uh, and there was a couple of other up a couple. They had a couple, a lot of possession where they moved the ball around a lot, but didn't create anything. Or they might have had a shot off target, but up until they scored, which we'll talk about in a bit, um, not one on target. Is that is that down to us or is that oh, down course, to them? Of course. Well, I think a lot of it's down to us. You, you know, we, we've we've seen again, we've seen it throughout the season where if we haven't got a lot of the ball, but you think well. You know, we weren't really put under pressure. We weren't scrambling the ball mm. away. Um, three times in the first half, they play that <coughs> diagonal counter ball sort of um, at Sonny or over Sonny to, um, I can't remember the, the, the lad that came in. It was Archer, was it? Ar- Archer, Archer, yeah. I mean, Christ, he had some pace. Yeah. And three times they played that. And it, for the first two times, it nearly... Um, sort of landed but the third time it did so they were they were clearly identifying sort of where we weren't as mobile I thought that they'd done a fairly good job on Doughty as well they were pushing him back they were exploiting maybe because again he's not the quickest that we've got I think he had um, a difficult night because they weren't letting him get forward particularly in the first half so you know tactically they were aware you know you got to say fair play to them but you know I, I don't I put my Three word review in, and it, you know, it was we found a way, you know, and mm-hmm. 
We did it all season. There, we? Are, there are so many different ways you've got to win against. Uh, all right, I've, I've exaggerated it, but it was three. <laughs> <laughs> we found way. What, why, do I, why do I do this? Um, but um, no, we found a way. There's so many different ways of winning a game, and again, we found a way. <coughs> When they took the lead, I mean, you've said there's a lot of long balls before they actually did the long ball that sort of, you know, did us in there. Um, we were we were on the attack with that. We had the ball in our half and we lost it down down by the tunnel where we are. Yeah. Um, they were quick away, Bataro, weren't they? And and that, I know you love Sonny. <laughs> I know you love Sonny. And I know that people will moan about our goalkeeper who's kept how many clean sheets this evening this, e- this, this season? evening this, well, like this evening this evening well one this fair. evening <laughs> this season uh, is it 19 yeah. 19, 19 20, clean yeah. sheets so you know but it was a mistake it was uh, like you say it was a mistake yeah it was a miscommunication also but uh, just the only thing I would question is from Sonny Bradley why the hell was he so far like in his own half, basically, when all the, like the back three had all pushed up on the halfway line or whatever, or a bit. Do you and think he was about ten yards behind? Do you think he was concerned about his pace? Potent. I mean, well, I, I think he knows he's not the quickest player, yeah. not the most mobile. We, we know that. I mean, it's, it's well, don't take a genius really to work it out, does it? But um, no, so, no, because there was the a couple of times is, where though, he was deeper than everyone else, and I think that that's the only thing I can think yeah, of. Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird because, like you say, if he was on the halfway line. Was it Archer? It was Archer that went through, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, Archer, he has to then hold his run. He has to then be in his own half. But he's already got the... That's what I looked at after on the replay. Mm. He's already got the five, extra five, ten yards, hasn't he? Yeah. And obviously, Paul's gone over. But Miscommunication yeah, um, between the, him yeah, and the I mean, keeper. The, he the, give up. The, the previous two times they tried that ball, it, it was straight yeah, o- over yeah. Bradley. And maybe that was why he was deeper. He was aware of it. He was worried about it. Um, Horvath, that's twice he's done that now this season. He's done it against West Brom as well. Mm. Yeah, I you get, know, you've uh, got right. you've got to clear it out when, when you go off the off the line out of the penalty area like that. You have to get it, and that's twice this season that he's he's failed with that. Okay, mm. so I I accept that it's twice this season, but nineteen clean sheets it says something else, doesn't it? So for, for the the yeah, whole defensive yeah. right. unit. So I was just about to say, what, like, like as a whole defensive unit. I mean, Horvath has had a good season. Yeah, he doesn't deserve any critic. Mm. Deserves nothing like that. I'm not saying that. But what's made him look a lot better than what, statistically, is that line of defence in front of him. Mm. And for me, that is more key than... And I think we, yeah, we, we, key, we, t- we, we touched on it last week, yeah. you know, because he, you know, he, I don't think he's had any man-of-the-match performances. So, again, not digging him out, but we've been so good defensively mm. and, you know, we've really protected him brilliantly. And everyone's done their job, hasn't they? Haven't they? Sorry, so, yeah, it's... Yeah. If uh, Steve, if Bataro, not Bataro, if uh, if Sonny stands up rather than jumps in, does he have a better chance of stopping that goal? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Um, I think it's irrelevant, personally. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you know. I think that was going to be uh, going yeah. in. It's inevitable, yeah. isn't it? I mean, as soon as you've gone around the goalkeeper, you've got all the goal to aim at. It doesn't matter if he slides in his ass or he doesn't. Mm. Either way, that ball's going in unless he absolutely cocks it up. That have to be one, one monumental fuck up for him to miss that. And I know, obviously, we had a debate in the car yesterday. I was defending Sonny, as I always do, <laughs> fanboy. But um, but no, look, I can't understand the whole thing of oh, yeah, Sonny Bradley's going to slide on his backside. It's like, yeah, but either way, the guy scores the goal. Yeah, he's not missing from there. Not a player of his quality. No, but he he, he was really calm. The way you know he sort of cut in in between them, so he he was really calm with mm-hmm. it. You know, he wasn't phased by it at all. Um, I think 
again, for us to have the best chance of getting through this, you've got to hope that Osho's back and maybe they can patch up Burke. Because because as well as Sonny being um, one of the slower defenders, I think he was aware of it. And I think it affected how he played positionally and maybe looked a little bit on edge because he knew there was absolute pace to burn coming at him. He dominated some areas in, in the defence, though, in the second half. And let's go on to the second half because mm. four minutes in and uh, we score direct from a corner. Yes, yeah. Totally direct from the corner. Yeah. Um, Lovely goal. We, uh, and we don't score from corners. Um, well, Locke here was in the right place, right time, moved quite well. And, and that sort of gives us a bit of a boost, doesn't it? Mm. The, uh, the Sky commentators, sort of, when they were doing the sort of recap of the game, they showed it. He'd done his own block on the guy, then sort of ran around someone and was just there to put it in. It was great movement, just great awareness, yeah. Was that the Middlesbrough player that was on the floor? Yes. Right, I didn't see that. I didn't see that, to be fair. Yeah, the, the, the start of his move was him shoulder to shoulder, not a foul ref. <laughs> and, and then he sort of moved around and, yeah, just, just met it. Brilliant. It's about time we score from a, direct from a corner, Bataro. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, like I, said, I can't remember the last time. I think we had this conversation with two weeks ago, whatever it was. But yeah, I can't remember the last time we scored <clears throat> directly from across, straight to his summer's head. But no, look, beautiful, beautiful header. They're my favourite kind of goals on ones because if you catch a header sweetly like that, I mean, he's lost, like you say, he's lost, I think, two men in the end, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's somehow got a free header away. Yeah. It's it, not, that's not even easy to, no. still, to do, to direct it how he did. And I was going to say, he proper it's placed not, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. didn't he? Proper placed he's it got, in off the post. Yeah, it's be- absolutely beautiful header, but... Look, you can't give someone of his quality and, you know, team of the season, you can't give him that much time and space. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. And big mention to Tom Lockyer this year because he has been incredible. Yeah, he's been, he has been absolutely immense. Mm. You know, uh, at the start of the season, Jones wasn't regularly picking him as well. Yeah. You know, again, it just shows how comfortable he is with things. And, yeah, he's just man-mounting, really. We got... Um there, I thought we'd get the momentum from the second half. And, you know, we had a few chances going forward and we were creating spaces and chances, but I think the next best chance fell to Middlesbrough. And there was a delightful move. Um, down their left, was it? Down left, it's yeah. a little triangle. And I think Crooks, um, or what's his name? Crooks. Crooks, Crooks, yeah. He just flashed it past the post. I mean, if they have their number one striker on, does he score <sighs> there? No, I don't know. You can't make that argument. You you don't know, yeah, do you? Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, you look at where he's hit it, right? I mean, the other part of the goal to the right hand side, I, I feel I feel like it was covered. But Horvath's positioning for that instance was very good as well. Mm-hmm. So he's positioned himself pretty much straight to the shot. But you got to think he's come at it sort of like face on with sort of like the, you know the left um, hand side of the post. Well, as he facing it, should I say? Yeah, it's pretty much in line with him. So in order him to in order him sorry to get them through in order for him to get that ball through any of those players into the far corner or squeeze it in that other corner, for me that's a pretty a fifteen percent chance of scoring. They, they did, I don't feel like it was a clear cut chance for me. No, they, they did Good play move, some though. triangles really well to yeah. be honest with you. But first half, I think we played paid them too much respect. Second half, we were much more Got into, into them. them. Yeah. There was more tempo, more urgency. And again, as a result of that, the crowd were buoyed and a bit more encouragement, and it just sort of escalated from there. I know we look through rose-tinted specs sometimes, but that's not the view that other people have seen us. They look at us and go, rubbish, not great. How do you get there? Yeah, but they're people that don't watch us for 46 games throughout the season, aren't they? So 
Well, as their opinion matter to us, that's all I would say. Because I can give a flying F, you know what I mean, what they think, to be fair. But now look, if you can sit there, right, throughout a course of 46 games and say, we don't deserve to be where we are, and how many points we've got after keeping, was it 19, 20 clean sheets this season, having the best away record in the league or whatever. Which is crazy. Sam. You see what I'm saying? All the stats are in our favour, I think, for like, I think all of our stats are in the top eight, I believe. It's, so. It is down to attitude. It is that... Mm never giving up mentality, you know, their absolute desperation and desire to succeed and using what talent they've got and working as a team, you know. It's, it's no fluke. You know, we were there last year. Exactly. You know, we're, with it. It, we're, we're even better this year. If people don't like the style or whatever, fine. But you can't say we're rubbish because over a season, if you're rubbish, you're... Where are Watford? Thirteenth, <laughs> fourteenth, uh, lower, lower, lower. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, no, but it's not a fluke. It's not a fluke. We are where we deserve to be. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be honest. I've seen a lot of teams in, that, in this division as well, right? Who so-called bigger teams, you know, ex-Premier League, all this money, all the budget, and whatever else. I tell you what, we play a lot better football than them. Mm. All right, people might say that's us being biased now, or me, sorry, but. I feel like we can adapt to so many different form- well, not formation, but different styles of play. We can, we're, we're good on the press, off the ball. We're good in possession. Mm. You know, we, we can mix it up if we wanted to. Well, it's, it's finding the different ways yeah. to win a game exactly, yeah. against yeah. different opposition. Yeah. And if you can grind out a result, I'm not being funny, the people think Sheffield United are rubbish. How many times have they ground out a result this season? Mm. Are they a rubbish team then? And of course they're not, because they're second they're Sheffield United. They've got players worth 10, 15 million pounds in their squad. They're not rubbish, because mm. people look at that. It's foolish, but do you know what? People can keep writing us off, mm. calling us rubbish, because I tell you what, that will spur us on. And that'll give us momentum. Yeah. And, and our little £2 Lovely. million pound, uh, striker with 20 goals. Yes, not beautiful. Bad. Well, talking about Morris, um, let's talk about the controversial oh, penalty issue. Let's and, uh, you know, I've seen many people say, well, the Sky first, he said it wasn't a penalty. The Middlesbrough fans are saying he cheated. Uh, Steve, what's your view? There is an angle on the TV, uh, and it's the camera where... Basically, Morris is running towards that camera. And it does look, when they slow it down, it looks like the keeper's midriff does touch Morris's right foot because you can see his right lower part of his leg sort of go up a little bit. He does stumble. He stumbles uh, quite easily. It, that, it does look like there was minimal contact but, you know, as he said, you know, atrocious first touch. He was laughing about it hmm. afterwards. Atrocious first touch. But he chased it down. He got the touch. And, yeah, it, it did look like it. Um, people are saying about VAR, you know, oh, that would have been overturned. I don't think it would. No, because it wasn't a glaring error from the ref, you know, who, again, didn't fall for a, most of the diving and time wasting. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been overturned because, in my opinion, it wasn't a glaring error. Unlucky. We've had Sunderland, we've had Millwall. About time we got one back. And do you know what? Like you say, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, mm. like you say, but it was a penalty for me. It's a definite penalty. I'm sorry, right? But any slight minimal contact that the goalkeeper does make, when a player, especially like as powerful as Morris is, when a player's running at that pace, at full belt, you are not, I'm sorry, but you are, t- the slightest of touch is going to knock you off balance. 
I mean, you know yourself, you used mm. to sprint. I mean, it's probably been a few years for you boys, isn't it? <laughs> Especially you, Steve, but... <laughs> I've this is never sprinted in my life. It's a new thing, you two I have totally you. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We'll fly out and go on after. But uh, no, no, look, what I'm saying is... How much contact is enough contact to go down? Any contact. If it's enough to put you off your stride or to make you think twice about where you're going to plant your foot, then it's a, it's contact, it's a penalty. And I've had an argument, I had an argument with someone last night about it, trying to take away a penalty. I've slowed it down today... I widen the screen, there's definite contact. It would be nice to go back to the old days where, you know, you would have to be absolutely clobbered before you go down, but we're not. This yeah. is the world we're in. There yes. was, in my opinion, you know, the minimum of contact. So, to me, that's the rules. That's what everyone else is playing by, so that's what we're going to play yeah, by. Yeah, agreed. And also, as well, the goalkeeper, if you're going to go and put yourself in that situation as a goalkeeper, and you're going to go flying... Then what do you expect? Um, Adibeo picked up the ball, held on to it for a bit, and then gave it to Morris to score his 20th goal. He put the penalty yeah. away really, really well. Respect and, that as well. And at 2-1 up, and to, to, before we move on, actually, just thinking about it, um, when all the Middlesbrough fans are going, it's a cheat, it's a cheat, it's a cheat, have you seen the penalty incident they had, mm. uh, Archer versus Burnley? Yeah, um, no. well, and, and against us... Osho was chewing an, an elbow that went into his face for, uh, for the header that they, yeah. they got right at the last minute. It was on, yes. it was on Twitter earlier. It, Osho got a, a big elbow in the face, went down. So, you know, there you go. So, 2-1, we're doing really well. And then it was, um, I, I don't want to say back to the wall, but there's one person I do really need to talk about, and that's Luke Berry. Mm-hmm. And his unbelievable, amazing challenge to save a goal, Guitaro. You know, we've got an absolute gem with... with you don't remember Hang it, do you? what? You don't it? remember it? No, I don't. Uh, Steve. Because <laughs> I know Steve. Hang on about what? Yeah. There was a brilliant, brilliant challenge. He was a good distance away from the striker and he sort of ran back to goal and then slid round and block-challenged it. When the guy sh- uh, shot the ball, he block-challenged it and the guy sort of flew up in the air. Yeah. Sensational tackle. Wow, but, terrible. But he done like, I don't know, three, four or five tackles. Yeah. I mean, normally Berry comes on and he's like um, an offensive genius. You know, mm-hmm. he, he creates that bit of space, that angle pass. But last night it was more of a defensive role. But again, you know, what a guy. You know, the, the desire to do yes. well for Luton, whatever is asked of him, you know, he never moans. mentality of that guy is ridiculous. Yeah, it? yeah, you know, he says that he loves being at Luton. He loves playing, whether it's five minutes or once every fortnight. And you could just see it, but last night, defensively, brilliant. Because brilliant. he reads the game so well, he just knew where to be. And I know we do it every week, but Nakamba, oh my God. Yeah. The only thing is that we come to expect that, don't we? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but that was another level again last night. Probably he's because he was ridiculous. so busy. Yeah, he's yeah. ridiculous, isn't he? Also, we brought on seventeen-year-old uh, Joe Johnson. Mm. Yeah, I mean, fair play to him. I mean, seventeen years of age coming on against Middlesbrough. I mean, to be fair, like say it's it, it's still it is still a big game. Obviously, you still want to finish third. Mm. Don't get it wrong; he looks a bit nervy. I mean, so would I be to be fair? If I'd come on like, do you know what I mean, I'd be bricking it. But no, I've, you've got to put your hands up and go. Do you know what? Fair play. He can, he's going to get better. I mean, I, I've not seen anything of, of him other than, sorry, yesterday for like 20 minutes, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah same, same, it, same as that Bataro. Never even heard of him, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, Edward said he's not going to put someone in there just for the hell of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're going to have earned it in training and in their sort of, you know, academy games, youth team games, whatever. So, you know, he was happy to put him in there. You know, why not put him in in a 
you know, a big game atmosphere like mm-hmm. that, it, it, it just makes the learning experience quicker for him. So yeah, that's of three more points for Luton Town, uh, you know, cementing that third place for now. Um, let's hope Sheffield United lose four games on the trot. <laughs> oh, Good to see our youngsters coming through, of course. Um, just a, a, a few facts that producer Jacob's written down for us tonight. Uh, Middlesbrough have only kept one clean sheet in the last 24 away league matches and um, we're unbeaten in 12. And Colton Morris, obviously having uh, his 20th goal of the season, amazing, amazing return. And I think I heard earlier, the first player to do it since uh, Steen back in the championship. Fair play to him. Yeah. We're all dreaming. We're all dreaming about that Wembley final. We're all dreaming to get, you know, one place further, maybe twice, hopefully two places further than we were last season. Uh, We know when we're going to play. If we finish third, we're playing on the Saturday. If we finish fourth, we're playing on the Sunday. So that's May 13, May 14. But the question is, who are we going to play? And and really then, I know it's a difficult one, who do we want to play or who don't we want to play? Yeah, There's an abundance of worrying to do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think geographically, you know, you're talking West Brom and Coventry, but I think our best chance, as it stands at the moment, is Blackburn because I mm-hmm. think, you know, I, I know they're, they're they're in a minus goal difference. I believe a minus two, so they're going to have to get more points than Sunderland and Coventry. So that you know they've got to do more, but that is who I would like to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do about it. No one's going to want to face us. I think everyone in that uh, four is going to be worried about each other. But, Tari, do we need to fear anybody? <sighs> I mean, look, why fear anyone? What's the point? You just get on with it and do the job. But I'll be honest, one team I do not want to face is West Brom. If they get in there, they sneak in there. I don't want West Brom. They, when they came to us, and obviously I know, I think it might have been Jacob that put last night on the podcast page on Twitter, I went... Well done, Bar, best team we've had at the Kenner. No, I disagree. West Brom were the best team I've seen down at the Kenner this year. Or this season, should I say. They, they were definitely the two best. Yeah. Definitely the two but best. For me, West Brom, they, you look at the play they've got. I know they've been underperforming this season. They've not always got results. But I've got a feeling that, that you know, when they, a big game comes up, they've got some big game players in there. Yeah. Well, and well, it's frightening. We, we discussed West Brom a few weeks ago, didn't we? You know, they were absolutely sensational at our mm-hmm. place. And then after that, they've done absolutely nothing yeah, for, for yeah, weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks. You know, th- they are building up a bit of momentum. I think momentum is something you need to be uh, wary of. You know, that yeah. team that sneaks in there right at the end. You know, Sunderland won at West Brom. They're going to be so buoyed by that. That would be a really difficult first leg up at um, Sunderland. You're not wrong. Um, when we think about the playoffs and you say should we be worried about playing Middlesbrough in the final nah I mean look assuming we get there obviously (laughs) why worry about it you've just got to do it I mean if you're going to get promoted why fear you just got to go and do it at the end of the day if you look at it and go oh you know oh I don't want to play these or I don't want to play that then I mean I'm sure you, do you reckon the players are sitting there saying that of course they're not they're they're going fucking bring whoever's going to come I don't Mm. give a shit I'll I'll take them yeah because over the season let's say it's finished now mm. we've finished four points above them so we've yeah. played all the same teams some bigger pitches some smaller pitches <laughs> so you know we have proved over the season to be better than them we won last night Yeah, we, we found a way so w- w- why should we be fearful? When you're on a two-leg game and I often wonder this is it a real advantage to be home second and away first? Would we not have preferred to play at home and, and try and get in front? No 
no, for, for me, I would rather be second leg at home, knowing what we've got to do. You know, and the fact that, you know, we, um, we were predominantly good away, but struggling a bit at home, but we're not now. We're, we're good home and away. So let's make sure we're still in the tie, whoever we face. And then the second leg, let's make sure we know exactly what we've got to do. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Tear, tear it up I'll, I'll be honest right from my point of view I know I said this many times in the last however many years but you're probably going to get a bit annoyed about this but I don't really think it makes a difference personally I, I mean crowd maybe atmosphere I get I understand that but for me I feel like especially in our situation our away record is so good for me it doesn't matter mm. I look at it and I go when it's like one off games or it's a playoff game I think for, for myself from my point of view I look at it and go <clears throat> excuse me Jeez, I don't know what's going on my fight today, but yeah. But I look at it and I think to myself, <clears throat> you can win any game mm. on the day, where it, whatever and wherever it is, it doesn't matter. Just go and do the job. So for me, I don't personally, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to be at home for the second leg, especially being on a Tuesday night as well, yeah. well which we hope it's going to be on a well, Tuesday or Wednesday night, it don't really matter. So I'd rather, I'd rather be at home having to travel sort of like four or five miles down the road rather than 200 miles down the road, do you know what I mean? So that's the only bonus for me, but... When you look at the table, though, you know, you, you've got Swansea down in 12th with 62 points and they can still get... Yeah, and they're, still doing, get they're doing well at the moment. Yeah, they, they can still get there. Yeah. So it's a it's a, a relief that we are sitting there guaranteed where we are. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit of a lottery, isn't it? You know, is there anyone apart from Blackburn that you fear? You don't fear, sorry? Um, Norwich. Can they still get in there? I, I don't know. But Norwich, Norwich have got 62 points. Yeah, no, um, But, I'm you know, everybody them. wins at the weekend or whenever, yeah. then they're out of it. I think I said last time, I think Millwall would be our most difficult uh, tie because of similarities in style and stuff like that. But, no, I don't, I don't fear any of them. Well, we asked you guys, um, who would you want to play in the playoffs? And Barney said, I would take anyone, to be honest. I need to keep the unbeaten run going against Blackburn and Hull to keep the momentum going. Um and he's already absolutely crapping myself, though. So, you know, Barney, I think we're all with you on that one. Uh, Luton Town Exile says, I think we'll play West Brom. And, you know, like Bataro says, you know, it's one team that we probably don't want to play. Uh, Fraser, any team that does not start with me? <laughs> Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, Preston or Blackburn, hopefully they seem the easiest out of them all. Uh, Craig, all, all, they're all tough. He's right. Coventry or Sunderland are the most fun away days. Would have liked Norwich, but they're not going to get there. Katie, all the clubs should be saying, we don't want to play Luton. Why haven't we said that, Katie? Yeah, a good yeah, point. Yeah. Lee, Millwall or Blackburn, Swansea look on fire right now, and Coventry have some players who can hurt teams. So for me, they are the teams to avoid in the semis. Um, and for James said, for the day out, Coventry or West Brom, for the team, Preston or Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Blackburn, because I don't think they've got as many goals in them as the other teams have. Well, we'll know soon enough yeah. and, and you know, hopefully come next weekend we'll have a bit clearer picture of who might be taking those those things. Um, some other news really, a little bit of thing. Tom Lockyer, obviously we've said, we touched on this earlier, uh, EFL team of the season. He totally deserves that, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, our F- Hatters fan, Les Miller, uh, supporter of the season, isn't he? And that's an amazing yeah. effect. Absolutely. Done all the travel since 1979 or something like that? Yeah, something like that, 77, 79. 77, a long time ago, it's really, really good. Um, And our friend Mark Crowder um, is still raising money for his good cause. Mm. 
Yeah, and he's all over the place. Should we just give him a call to see, see if he's available? Let's yeah, have a look. Hello. Hi, Mark. It's Dave from Over the Town. Whereabouts are you, Mark? I'm in Oxford. You're in Oxford. So, and how many how many uh, stadiums you've visited right now? So, Oxford was the stadium number eighty-eight. So, eighty-eight out of one hundred and sixteen. So, so halfway there. In terms, of, in terms of stadiums, it sounds like I'm nearly there, but I've got a really tough week coming up. But I know my legs are going to be complaining, but it's all for good cause. Uh, Bataro and Steve are with us. I'm sure that you both are wishing him well. And, and Bataro, oh, I, I know you cannot wait to meet him for the last Oh, week. no, of course. It's going to be such fun, mate, to be fair. But how are you doing, Mike? You all right, are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's, uh... You sound a bit deflated there, mate. You sound a bit like you need to go to sleep for like a couple of hours. <laughs> well, today's just been a really long day. Uh, my na- navigation wasn't my best friend today, shall we just oh, say. Yeah. That's <laughs> you, you, you've said this before, Mark, haven't you, mate? <laughs> yeah. You got us last month as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, uh, it has days where it behaves and days where it doesn't. So, uh, so today was uh, so I'd obviously uh, I stayed in Woking last night with a view to the CR game, which I'm looking forward to hearing your your thoughts on the game. So I got to see the game and. Set off from Woking uh, this morning. Right. So I basically went to Aldershot Town, then I went to Reading, uh, and and I went to Maidstone, and then I went to Wickham, and uh, their uh, manager Matt Bloomfield met me. <laughs> well, you must be getting bored of standing outside stadiums, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I don't think you're cycling anywhere. You, you've got you've hired a van, or you're just going from stadium to stadium, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking like, and then I'll. They basically having no sleep to make it look like I'm cycling. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's doing right. Squats just to pump your legs up a little bit. That's what it was, wasn't it? <laughs> and uh, so, so basically went to Wickham, and so my final stadium of the day was Oxford. And because they are playing Cheltenham tonight, I bumped into Ben Ray. Oh, okay. How was he? Is he all right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's literally, I thought, well, if I get there in time, I'll bump it, I'll have a chat with him. And then literally I got there, the coach arrived and he said, I saw you from the coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, he's, he's on good form and uh, we had a nice long chat and... Uh, yeah, if it wasn't for the fact I'd been parking all day in a hand eaten, I probably would have watched the game. But uh, I'm about a mile, a mile from the ground. But no, it's really, really positive. Uh, donations are at four thousand two hundred eighty-five pounds. Brilliant, good, good. And and if people want to donate, Mark. We say this every time we speak to you. Where can they donate for you? So basically, if they go to my website, which is markfootballcyclechallenge.co.uk, and uh, then if you're in the area and one can say hi, great, but there's information about the charities and there's a link so that you can donate. Everything is, every donation is really appreciated. I'm just trying to raise as much awareness and as much money as I can for, uh, so I know you've you probably mentioned it, but I'm basically raising money for Mind 
for mental health, uh, prostate cancer, uh, and for Teenage Cancer Trust. Yeah, well, well, let's see if we can get it over five grand, shall we? Yeah, let's push it on. Mark, lovely to talk to you. Uh, Batara and me are looking forward to meeting you for that last leg. Uh, we will speak again, I'm sure. Keep safe and uh, good luck with the rest of it. And if you can't keep it safe, it's right. illegal. <laughs> Sorry. Cheers, cheers man. Take have, care. have a good show. Thank you. Cheers, Mark. Take care, Mark. Take, take, take care, mate. Uh, Bye. That's all we've got time for tonight. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you enjoy the show, leave a comment on the YouTube and our comments. Uh, thanks to Stephen Pataro. Uh, Pleasure. Didn't do bad on my first one. We'll be back next week. Uh, again, we'll be recording on a Tuesday, not not the Monday for, for obvious reasons. Uh, thanks for watching. We'll see you soon. Can't tell.